and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be a part of the show, 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. I want to, um, I want to deviate from raw politics. I actually want to get back on. I, I, I say script. I mean it loosely. I, I kind of write down. I want to talk about this, 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 this. Here's the show order. Like I knew I wanted to start the show today. Talked about brush and uh, got some other stuff I want to get to that I haven't gotten to. But I really want to talk about this because I, I had this conversation at dinner last night with some friends. So uh, if you have listened to this program, you know I like Dave Chappelle. I am sure uh, politically we are diametrically – well, I know we are. He's a Bernie Sanders supporter and he voted for Hillary Clinton. But I find his comedy hilarious, and he says lots of words you or I would never say, or at least shouldn't. But his his comedy is he's not just telling jokes; he's telling stories that weave jokes and humor into them. But they tend to be stories that have a point about society, and as you know. Dave Chappelle is on the no-no list. He's on the cancellation list. He's scheduled to be canceled at any moment by the left. They are outraged with him because uh, he has made jokes and told stories about the transgender community. And, And his point, if they bother to actually listen to his point, it's slow down. Slow down. You're demanding people accept you, and it's taken... Uh, more than 100 years after the Civil War for uh, black Americans to get to a level in society where they are. And you're demanding to get there in a couple of years. And he points out if it wasn't a bunch of white men deciding they were women, uh, it wouldn't go as fast and they wouldn't feel as entitled to get there as quickly as they do. And he points out the transgender friends he has. And and he's pointed out, like one of his jokes is he knows uh, black men in Brooklyn who feel like they got to wear high heels and a dress to go out at night and be safe from the police. And now they're furious with him. And what's so funny about it is just literally three years ago, they gave him the Mark Twain Prize. And in the whole program, they put in some of these bits that he does that are now taboo. And it got me curious. There's a comedian, Bill Burr. And I'll be honest, I've known Chappelle. I mean, when I was a kid, my sister, so my room was the TV room. We lived in Dubai where everything was very censored, but my sister somehow got a – no, no, no. I take it back. What my sister? It's my friend Ryan Ivy. Watched it at his house one night. His mother let us watch it. We were maybe – gosh, maybe, maybe 13, and she let us watch one of the Eddie Murphy stand-up comedy routines. She wound up being horrified. Now, she never made us turn it off, but she couldn't believe it, and, and – Wound up telling me she was so sorry she had let me watch it. I remember it. So, I I, I mean, I, but stand-up is not something I've really watched until recently. And and I was like, you know, so Bill Burr was in The Mandalorian. He had uh, scenes in a couple of The Mandalorian episodes. And I knew him more for his acting, not as a comedy. And I've gone back and I've watched his comedy. In fact, the very first Netflix stand-up comedy special – 
was a Bill Burr stand-up show. Now, he's coming through middle Georgia in a couple of weeks, and I may try to go see him. But he does an entire segment at the end of his show about beating women. And he starts, he's like, there's there's no reason to ever hit a woman. There's never reason to hit a woman. But he starts making these very awkward jokes that has the entire audience, including the women, laughing. That, But they say there's never an excuse to hit a woman. He's like, I can tell you all the times I've wanted to hit a woman, and it was justified in every case, but you don't hit women. And it was all very funny. And you could tell the audience, like, are we allowed to laugh at this? Because it's really funny, but are we going to get trouble? You couldn't do that today. You can't make jokes about beating women today. And, of course, the left is like, well, that's because we're a more refined and happy society. And, and we, we know our limits now as a society. We can only laugh about the white men and the Christians and the heterosexuals. You can't make jokes about hitting a woman. Even if it's a really funny joke. And it just it amazes me. How we as a society have evolved in our taboos, and how did we get to those taboos? They're the taboos of a cultural elite. I mean, let's be really honest here. Statistically speaking, I realize there are lies, there are damn lies, and there are statistics. But the actual data is that the odds of your child presenting as transgender go down as you make less money and the further removed from white skin you are. It's not to say it doesn't happen, but a middle-class family that is non-white typically doesn't see their children become transgender. It's upper income, white families. And it is upper income, white progressives who have decided that we can and what we can and cannot laugh about, which is uh, Dave Chappelle's problem. Black people in America, they don't care. Hispanic people in America don't care. And white people in America don't care except to the extent that they are rich, white, and progressive. And they have decided that no one else can laugh about these particular topics. And Well, and then they def- – how could you laugh about beating a woman? And I'm like, well, I mean, let me hear the joke. Might actually be funny. I, la- I mean, I laugh at, at jokes about white guys. I make jokes at my expense. Have you seen me? And it's it's amazing how they don't want you to do it. And and so this, of course, then all gets to, yes, Joe Rogan. So, you know, uh, Joe Rogan, they decided he was bad. Now, uh, for a while, they were Joe Rogan agnostic because Joe Rogan is a pot-smoking, pro-gay marriage, progressive Bernie Sanders supporter who did Fear Factor and MMA. And he has conversations with a lot of interesting people. He has conversations with people with whom he disagrees. It's very interesting to me that he had on Sanjay Gupta, who is very pro-vaccine, COVID is a real deal thing, get the vaccine and wear a mask. 
And people are like, well, I mean, gosh, he turned all these people, Joe Rogan, by interviewing Sanjay Gupta, turned them all into pro-vaccine, pro-mask-wearing people. No, 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 but you put on Robert Malone, who had something to do with the development of the technology behind mRNA vaccines. So, oh, my gosh, he turned everybody to be anti-vaccine skeptics. No, if he's not going to do it with Sanjay Gupta, he's not going to do it with Robert Malone. What's your problem with Joe Rogan? And it's the same problem I think they have with a guy like Dave Chappelle. They can't control him. He has shown himself not to be of uniform views with them. The worst thing you can be in America today. Now, I want all of you, you pay attention to me here. Here's your moment of truth telling The worst thing you can be in America today. It's not white. It's not Christian. It's not male. It's not gay. It's not transgender. It's not woman. It's not black. It's not Muslim. It's not Jewish. The worst thing to be in America today is heterodox. It's a fancy word for saying you are in a category And within that category, you say things that do not fit in that category. There's orthodoxy and heterodoxy. Heterodoxy, like heterosexual, means different. A different orthodoxy, a different view of things, a different view of what is right, or a different view of what is acceptable. Within Christianity, you have orthodoxy and you have heresy. Heresy is the uh, heterodoxy. Christians believe there's a trinity, there's a heaven, there's a hell, there's a God in three persons, blessed trinity. The heretics, those who practice a her- uh, heredoxy, believe that there is no trinity. Maybe God is modal. Maybe Jesus is some other entity, not the Father. Maybe there's no heaven. Maybe there's no hell. Uh, maybe everybody, universalist, you get to heaven or, or annihilationist, that uh, you don't go to hell, you just cease all existence in eternity. Those are things that go against Scripture. If you're in a tribe, if you're in a tribe, heterodoxy is what makes you dangerous. It used to be the heterodox people were the good people, and all of us were in some ways heterodox with our friends. We could have conversations with friends where we could agree to disagree. We could have things with our friends. You could be a Cubs fan. I could be a Braves fan. I'm actually both probably more Cubs than Braves, honestly. But you could have different football teams and be friends. You could have different tastes in music and be friends. You could have different tastes in politics and politicians and be friends. You could be Hatfield or McCoy and find common ground. But now you can't because if you're in a tribe, you're expected to adhere to all the beliefs of the tribe, which makes you kind of boring. It's kind of my problem with some of the conservative movement out there and in, in talk radio and on TV and the like is, is you know exactly what the person's going to say the moment they open their mouth. It's predictable. I'm going to give you the talking points of the tribe. And I'm never going to deviate. It's the heterodox or the problem. It's the people who have their own views within the tribe. They're the problem. 
they're the problem. And so you got to come after Chappelle because Chappelle is is rich and black and progressive and Bernie Sanders supporter. But oh my gosh, have you heard what he says about transgenders? And that's the end thing with the rich white wokes now. So you got to cancel him. I'm sure they're coming for Bill Burr. He's actually apologized for some of his own companies. He said, I'd never make these jokes. Of course, you couldn't make these jokes now. They were deeply funny jokes, but you can't make them now. You're allowed to laugh at Bill Burr's jokes about his wife hitting him, just not the jokes about him not hitting his wife but wanting to. With Dave And with, with Joe Rogan, he was fine until he dared to question progressive orthodoxy on vaccines and masks and didn't question, just allowed people to opine to him who to disagree. And then because he wasn't cancelable, he was too big and Spotify wouldn't cancel him. What do they do? They came back and they used the N-word. Look at him. He used the N-word 25 times. Don't ask us how long ago. Don't ask us. Don't ask us. Don't ask us how long ago. A decade ago. No, no, no. No, 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 no. He just he used it 25 times. Who cares what it was? And then there's a clip of Joe Biden using the N-word repeatedly in the Senate in a hearing. Well, context matters there, you know. Why doesn't context matter for Joe Rogan? If you actually went and you listened to him in context, you can understand why he said he wasn't a racist. He wasn't perpetuating a stereotype. He wasn't advancing that word as a word that he used. He was pointing it out in the context of conversations with other people. And you can say, well, it's a word you can't use, but Joe Biden used it. Why aren't you canceling Joe Biden? Because he's not heterodox. He's perfectly comfortable within the tribe. And this is part of the political problem Joe Biden has right now. Joe Biden can't disagree with the orthodoxies of the left, including on masks right now. And all the polls show that there's a big wind at the back of the Republicans because of this. That the independent voters and the independent thinkers, they're tired of the democratic tribalism. They're tired of all of this stuff, and they are joining the Republicans. Do you know the Republican message is playing well with center-left voters? It's because within the tribes, within the tribes, you must maintain orthodoxy or you're a heretic. And within America, the heretics have always been the ones we kind of thought were the cool people. Let's just be honest. In America, we like the heterodox troublemakers. We always have. As a people, Americans always have had that within us. When everybody says X, the one guy who says Y stands out, except now the progressive left wants to dedicate inordinate amounts of energy to canceling that person. And at some point, you rise to a level where you can't be canceled. And what's going to be bad here is I can tell you what's going to happen is now the left is going to try to forestall those people, figure out who they're going to be, and try to cancel them at an early age. Your 20-something is probably going to get canceled for a tweet he wrote when he was six. It's just a matter of time. The only way to win is to not play the game. And it's fascinating to watch companies like Spotify and Netflix give lip service to the left and not actually play their game. They're releasing another Dave Chappelle um, thing on Netflix. Joe Rogan, he's still on Spotify. I sleep well at night under Bowling Branch sheets. And I need to tell you 
My family, we were customers before I started endorsing them. It's what I like to do. I like to be familiar with the product and like it. And I love the Bull and Branch sheets. One of the reasons I love them is because they are super soft sheets. <laughs> Gotta say that word right. But they've got a little weight to them. So, so you feel somewhat more struggle. Like I've got some uh, sheets that came with the new mattress and they're so light it's like there's nothing on top of you, and I can't sleep well with them because they're – I mean, it's just – and then they bunch up the, – the man, the satiny soft feel of the Bull and Branch sheets, it makes a real big difference. Listen, you've got so many options out there right now. You could go to a department store. You have so many options, but there's no reason to because with Bull and Branch, you get high-quality sheets. They've got a great thread count. They're perfect. They've got plenty of color options. You sleep well under them because they're soft and they're durable and they've got a little bit of weight, the perfect amount of weight for a sheet. Now, I want you to go out there and order Bolin Branch sheets because they are comfortable. You got, I mean, they're environmentally friendly. They're built around sustainability, and you got quality that lasts. You know, a lot of the companies that advertise all the environmentally friendly stuff, their sheets don't last. I can tell you, my bowl and branch sheets have lasted a long time, and they get softer over time. Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at checkout. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. The promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Lowell Nationwide. If your business wants to grow, reach out to First Liberty. If you need $750,000 or more, see if they're a good fit for you. So many banks are saying no. My gosh, banks are telling small businesses in particular no right now. First Liberty has been helping small businesses since the early 90s. The Frost family, they are super people. Reach out to them. FirstLibertyGA.com, FirstLibertyGA.com, nationwide. They can help your business grow. But we're talking big deals, so $750,000 or more. And, you know, it, it's a testament to how much business they're doing and how many businesses they're helping that they used to say, yeah, six figures and up, and then 500000 up, now seven fifty and up because, I mean, they got a lot of stuff going to helping these businesses grow. So reach out to them if you need them. FirstLibertyGA.com. Now, we must move on to other things here. I put up a tweet that has gone somewhat more viral than I expected. I said, I, I will read it to you. Is it wrong of me to hope some of the reporters harassing donors to the truckers get all their info put out on the internet? I'm really starting to believe the only way to stop harassment of donors to political causes is the doctrine of reciprocity. And a progressive reporter replied, you're advocating doxing? It's completely different from trying to expose the financial interests behind big entities that try to secretly sway public policy and opinion. Transparency! We're talking small dollar donors. People who gave 40 bucks. They're losing their job because reporters are harassing them and their employers. They're broadcasting their information. People are showing up at the businesses, threatening the businesses. 
And the report said, it's transparency. We're just doing our jobs, and Who's funding the movement? These weren't big businesses. These weren't the Koch brothers, the evil Coke-tobus. Wasn't even Soros. It wasn't billionaires. It's small-dollar donors. Small-dollar donors. And, you know, if you can't distinguish between the two, reciprocity is the only thing that's going to stop you. People doing to you what you're doing to them, that's the only thing that's going to stop this. And, and don't, don't tell me doxing's bad. I've been doxed. I've been swatted. I had people call 911, say my wife was murdered. I did it, and I was going to kill the neighbor. The whole house got surrounded by the SWAT team. I know what I'm talking about, but I also know at some point you got to punch the bully in the nose or the bully's going to keep bullying you, and you're a small-dollar donor to a cause you believe in. Howdy. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on the program. You're allowed to call in. I'm shocked today that Charlie actually let people call in and say nice things about me, and then he sent me a note and said, don't get used to it. Fine. The days of compliments are over. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to make him tell me how good I am. I am his boss. I got okay. I, I got to go to this story now. I got to find it. Um, I had it up and then I closed it. the the um the the Washington Post has a story about Jim Clyburn's clout when it comes to picking the Supreme Court nominee. And it's a it, it's it's kind of a fascinating story because of some of what it says, and uh, I, I just I find there is some racism in the way the Washington Post covers this sort of stuff. I mean, this is this is the story from Cleve Woodson and Mariana Sotomayor, no relation to the justice. The headline is Jim Clyburn saved Biden's candidacy and now has the president's ear on Supreme Court picks. The South Carolina lawmaker has tremendous influence in the White House, and he has made clear he wants the president to nominate a U.S. District Judge J. Michelle Childs to the Supreme Court. It's all well and good. That's who he wants. Now, listen, I, I, I want to be very honest with you here. As far as candidates for the Supreme Court go, I would prefer Judge Childs to any of the other named picks. The reason I would prefer her to the others is because she's not Ivy League. Some of the other names are uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, who union activists don't particularly like, and Leandra Kruger, who's a California Supreme Court justice. Uh, they are considered the top two contenders. But Childs is now third. Uh, Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott have supported her. They could get her bipartisan support. Even if some of the, the liberals are a little bit weary about it. But 
what I'm fascinated by is some of the uh, take here. Listen, listen to this. Um, or have they edited it now that I'm coming back to it? I, I think they've they have they edited it. Yes, yes, they have taken it out now. So let me read you this. Nobody that I'm aware of feels that opposing Clyburn's nomination would be the wise thing to do, Benny Thompson, uh, Democratic congressman from Mississippi, said. If you know that a person has been vetted by Jim Clyburn, you know that person won't go to the court and end up being a Clarence Thomas, referring to the black conservative justice. Now, what the Washington Post originally said in the story there was meaning Justice Thomas has the views of conservative whites. Justice Thomas has the views of conservative whites. Now, let me read you the, the, the clarification. A previous version of the story imprecisely referred to Justice Clarence Thomas's opinions as often reflecting the thinking of white conservatives rather than conservatives broadly. That reference has been removed. That was an editorial statement by the reporters that Clarence Thomas's opinions reflect the thinking of white conservatives. They put it in there, and it got past the editors to make it into the original. It was only when people pointed it out that they took it out. Is that not racism? Isn't that racism? To presume that a black man must have the views of black liberals. I got to tell you, I've got a, a friend of mine, black liberal Democrat. But her views on some issues, particularly education these days, are pretty conservative. And her views are very much some of you would, would echo that a lot of what is being ha- is happening in public schools is because the schools have given up on teaching kids. They're going to indoctrinate instead of teach. The reason that they're going to they've given up on teaching is because parents have given up on their kids and on their marriages and society itself has thrown so many young black men in jail that there are a bunch of single mamas raising babies out there and they don't have time to actually raise their kids because they're trying to put food on a table and so the kids go to school and the teachers have to babysit the kids. And that's not an environment where you can actually learn and they can't admit that they have failed and so they're going to indoctrinate and they're going to tell the kids it's not your fault it's the system. Now, this friend of mine who believes these things, she is pro-abortion. She hates Donald Trump. She's pro-Joe Biden. She's for an expansive welfare state. All the stuff I disagree with. But she's arrived at that conclusion. Does that mean that her thinking reflects the thinking of white conservatives? Or that that thinking reflects the views she has formed through her own lived experience? It is a uniquely progressive mindset that believes that black people have to think a certain way and white people think a certain way. 
It's racist, is it not? It's actual factual racism to declare that a black man has the views of white conservatives as opposed to a black man is conservative because conservatives have views. I don't know if you know this or not, but I got a three-hour-a-day talk radio show. I I, got to tell you, as an aside, I did not realize when I started doing this program that some people can't do this. I mean, this, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is. This isn't, don't, don't take this as bragging. I just, I just assumed that anyone could sit down behind a microphone and expound for three hours on a variety of things that popped into my head. And I got to tell you, half the time it's stuff that just pops into my head during commercial break, I'll get an email. Oh, I should talk about that instead of what I was going to talk about. And off I go for 20 minutes, hopefully not making you all turn off the radio. And I just assumed everybody could do this. I was talking to my buddy Brent Bozell one time. He was talking about the first time he, well, <laughs> the first, the time he filled in for Rush Limbaugh. Brent Bozell runs the Media Research Center. He is a dear friend, one of the nicest people on the planet. His father, Brent Bozell, wrote um, The Conservative Mind for, um, or um, the, the a Conscience of a Conservative for Barry Goldwater. Brent Bozell um, is just, he's brilliant. I love the guy. He's the guy who told me never move to Washington, stay in Georgia. But Brent Bozell was telling me Rush, he and Rush were friends too. And Rush told Brent uh, to fill in for him one day. He'd let him let him fill in. So Brent went up to New York City, went to Rockefeller Center, went out that night with, with his, his, Kit Carson was still alive. Went out with H. Kit Carson and H.R. Uh, Kit Carson and had several martinis and feeling real good. And, and Kit says, so do you know what you're going to talk about tomorrow? And Brent Bozell says, well, I just assumed I'd take calls. And Kit Carson looked at him horrified. So you can't take calls. You have to start every hour with a muddle. You can take calls, but you got to start every hour with your monologue and your thoughts. <laughs> he said, Brent tells me I stayed up the entire night. It never dawned on me I would have to form thoughts for three hours on the radio. I just wanted to fill in for Rush. This is the worst thing I ever did. I never got asked back. In fact, I told Rush I was very sorry, and please don't ever ask me to do it again. I just assumed anybody could do this. I mean, I really I, I really did. It's, it's And again, it's not bragging. It's just I, I assume that people, It's to me, it's it's not a hard thing to do. There are certainly challenging days, and how do you navigate the news and balance it, and what do you put first and stuff like that, but just – this is the only three hours I talk. I got a wife and two kids. I can't get a word in edgewise with outside of these three hours. So I save it all up for you guys. My point, though, is that within conservative radio, I am known as the guy who sometimes has, well, I march to the beat of my own drummer. I don't get the talking points. I don't go on the calls. I don't get the briefings. I don't get the same package. You know, there are services out there that will do all of your research for you. Like you'll show up in the morning and you'll have, in some cases, a fax or an email PDF of here's all the stuff for show prep. I do my own show prep. I literally do my own show prep. 
And I have my own thoughts, and I assume each of you have your own unique thoughts. And one of the dangers of tribalism, as I mentioned, is our thoughts kind of combine into some sort of orthodoxy that is left unchallenged, and we shut out the the opinions among our friends that might actually challenge us. But to to uh, the idea that a black man can only have the views of black liberals is racism. And that's what the Washington Post did. They engaged in racism. But it's not just the Washington Post. It's the critical theorists. It's the critical theorists. You know, it's kind of funny. I was talking to a buddy of mine this morning who is in the state legislature. He's the guy who is uh, running the bill for the governor to ban critical theory in schools. And, and one of the things he said is, is one of the ideas that is going to be banned from schools in Georgia is the idea that America is a profoundly racist nation. And a member of the state legislature objected. Said, why can't we teach our kids about America's racism? He says, because there are racists in America, but words mean things. America was a racist nation with slaves and now is a nation with racists, but is not itself racist. Do you believe America is presently a racist nation as opposed to having racists? And shut the guy up. Critical theorists believe, yes, the whole system is racist. The critical theorists are the neo-racists. They believe that black people must be kept in public schools, not allowed to pick a school of their choice, and that they all must have the same view. And if they dare to think otherwise, they're playing at being whitey. It's profoundly racist, critical theory is. It's profoundly racist. It sees the entire world through the dynamics of skin color. It is weird how things just do this, isn't it? The Democrats have come full circle. The party of slavery and Jim Crow is now the party of neo-racists who believe that black kids have to be stuck in failing government schools and aren't allowed to learn anything other than that they are oppressed at all times by the white people. And you have a reporter at the Washington Post out there saying, Clarence Thomas, his views are the views of white people and he's black. But you know what's going to happen here. I mean, the Washington Post, they've already run the clarification. It's clarification, not a correction, a clarification. And they'll move on, and that reporter will keep his job and never, ever have to rethink what he wrote. And he'll do it again, and they'll give him another pass because the progressive wokes take care of their own. Now, I want to take care of you in your home cleaning the air of your house with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. They're having a buy one, get one free deal right now. They continued it on, the Eden Pure BOGO. What you do is you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you click on my name, Eric Erickson, and then you put the Eden Pure Thunderstorm uh, in your uh, cart at checkout. You use the discount code Eric Bogo. Or since they've revamped their website now, on the very first page, you see a discount code box and you put in Eric Bogo, E R I C K B O G O, and you'll see the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Buy one, get one free deal. You put it in your cart. You still have to at checkout. There's a discount code box. And you put in E-R-I-C-K-B-O-G-O, all one word, Eric Bogo. Click the apply button, and suddenly your Eden Pure Thunderstorms become one you pay for and one you get for free. They eliminate odors. They don't mask them. They're not like the essential oil diffusers. They don't mask the odors. They eliminate the odor. 
I can fry shrimp in my kitchen and use the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, and it wipes out the odor before my wife knows I fried shrimp. She doesn't like it. It also eliminates the bacteria, the mildew, the mold, and it's filterless. You do not have to get a filter subscription. You just wipe it out on occasion. It works fantastic. I take them when I travel because you never know what someone's been smoking in your rental car, and it'll wipe out that odor. And musty hotel rooms, mildewy hotel rooms, it takes care of that as well. EdenPureDeals.com is the website. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric Bogo. E-R-I-C-K-B-O-G-O. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Now, this is Rich. Uh, the Canadian uh, Ottawa police, I should say, the Ottawa police are now threatening to take the pets of the truck drivers. That's right. They're going to take the pets of the truck drivers. Uh, Ottawa uh, local government has tweeted, attention animal owners at demonstrations. If you are unable to care for your animal as a result of enforcement actions, your animal will be placed in protective care for eight days at your cost. After eight days, if arrangements are not made, your animal will be considered relinquished. You know what happens when your puppy's relinquished after eight days. It gets the sleepy, sleepy. Permanent. My gosh, these people are insane. We thought the Australians were bad. But, you know, here, here's something. We broke away from England at the right time. We are unique, and we should remember this. The Australian situation, the New Zealand situation, the Canadian situation, the British situation, they're not going to happen here because though we are a former British colony, we revolted. We didn't stay tied to the crown. We have our own unique system. My gosh, we really are the greatest country on the planet. We are. And I, I'm, I'm so tired of people who say, well, everybody says they're other country. No, they don't. They try to come here. They all try to come here because they know we're the greatest country on the planet. You don't see people trying to sneak into Russia. You don't see people trying to sneak into Australia unless they got a tennis tournament to go to. They're not sneaking into New Zealand. They're not sneaking into Canada, eh? No. If they're sneaking into Canada, they're sneaking into Canada to get here. Why? Because we're awesome. I mean, even, even you know, the, the, the Eastern European and, and um, Middle Eastern immigrants who walked into Europe and they're trying to get through Belarus and the like to get into Poland, like, they don't want to stay in Europe. They want to hop a flight and get here. Because we're awesome. I mean, when you think about it, the World Series, it's here. The rest of the world doesn't even have the World Series because the rest of the world is not awesome. The Los Angeles Rams, they are the world's champion football team. Why? Because no other country can even compete. There's no reason to have a Super Bowl with Ethiopia or with Afghanistan or even Great Britain because we're awesome. I mean, the Canadians, they invented hockey when some of them got drunk about 200 years ago and were stuck on ice. And you know who the world champion hockey team is? The Tampa Bay Lightning. 
Tampa Bay's hockey team is better than anything Canadian. Why? Because we're an awesome country. That's why. We are. And we shouldn't forget it, particularly when we see what's happening up north in Canada. We better build a border wall with Canada. We're going to have people trying to illegally cross there and seek refuge here. It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down. And now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates. You got the economy. You got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity where banks, they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building. You want to build a building. Reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 1990s. They want to help you if they can. So spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for you. Their website is firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. Again, you need a loan, $750,000 or higher. You're a small business and you see an opportunity to grow. Share it with the Frost family and see if they can help you. Firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. First Liberty Building and Loan can help businesses nationwide become bigger businesses.